Hi, my name is Derek Schneider, and I own Visiting Angels in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Lawton, Oklahoma. This podcast is called Addressing the Elephant because I believe it is better to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to aging well. So each episode, I'll invite someone that has a ton of experience about an issue or topic that relates to elder care, which is a topic that if you live long enough, we'll all have to face. I hope you really enjoy. I wish I found you a long time ago. We could have taken it easy, could have taken it slow. And passed our old lives like a sweet summer day, like waves on the water watching time melt away. Okay, hello again. My name is Derek, and we are here today addressing the elephant, talking with Carson Ford with Balance Yoga. Hey, Carson. Hey, Derek. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So tell me about you. How how did you get into yoga? What do you do? Okay. So yes, my name is Carson Ford. I am the owner of Balance Yoga and Bar in Parker Square, and I kind of have um, a more... Uh, it's a unique story is how I got into yoga. Many people have done this for much longer than I have, but I really fell into it quickly. So I started working at Balance in 2016, okay. took over from my best friend. She was the front desk girl yeah. and um, basically just stepped into an administrative role. I came in and I was like, hey guys, I'm good at filing. I'm great with people. Uh, customer service is my thing. So they just quickly adopted me and um, I started working the front desk at Balance. And, um, you know, as a benefit of an employee that works there, I can take classes. I was able to really just dive into yoga, bar, and Pilates, everything that we offer. So I had come from a background of teaching previously. I was a dance teacher when I was in high school and college, all through my high school and college career. Awesome. And so I had had experience um, teaching humans to do movements and do different types of things for many years. Yeah. Um, so they quickly saw that there was a need for me to be a bar teacher. So that's kind of my first delve into teaching at balance. I did that for about a year. And so bar teaching, Mm -hmm. tell me, is that with the, um, there's something on the wall. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a rail, exactly. sort of like a rail. Yes. Okay. So it's a ballet bar. So it's okay. like B A R R E. Got it. Okay. And it is a Pilates based exercise that is inspired by ballet. Gotcha. So it's really unique in terms of the movements that we do, and yeah. it targets lots of different little tiny muscles that sometimes we forget about. Okay. So I started doing that. I taught bar for about a year. And then as my yoga practice grew as a student, yeah. I just got to this point where I couldn't resist learning more. I wanted to truly just dive in, learn more about why we do the things that we do in yoga. And I just felt the need. I had, I lost, first of all, I lost about 30 pounds when I started um, doing the classes at balance and started really living that life. Yeah. Um, and once you start doing yoga, it makes you want to feel better to do more yoga. So it all works together. You start to eat better. You start to get more sleep. It's just a, it's a wonderful circle that all works together. So I, um, decided to do a yoga teacher training. Okay. It was a huge, where'd you go? I went to yoga tree in Plano, Texas. Okay. And um, it was a school that I had found out about through my favorite instructor at Balance. Her name was Sarah. And she was a gorgeous yoga teacher. She was a beautiful Italian yogi. She had this powerful way of teaching. But at the same time, she was such a nurturing, loving teacher. Yeah, Yogi is like, you say yogi, Mm -hmm. is that like... 
Those are people that do yoga. Yeah, okay. yogi is someone that does yoga. Cool. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Perfect. So uh, the training started in April, and I jumped in on spring break. So I jumped in about four weeks before the training started. Cool. And I traveled to Dallas two weekends a month for about five months, wow. and that was a two hundred hour training. It's like your basic um, start of being a yoga teacher. Okay. Um, so after that, I, Sarah had moved, she was in a, a, a military wife here with the Shepherd Air Force Base. Okay. So she went back to Italy and I, at that point took over her class since we had done kind of the same training and our teaching style was going to be similar. So I started taking over her class, teaching several days a week, uh, really just jumped into it. Yeah. Many teachers start a little slower than I did, but I quickly started teaching about five to eight classes a week. Cool. Loved it. And, you know, all throughout this time, I was just gathering more and more responsibility at the front desk. I was appointed the studio manager. Yeah. Um, I quickly just began taking on more and more tasks, buying our retail, yeah. organizing workshops, doing our social media, just every little aspect of the business. Yeah. And um, at some point, our owner, George, yeah. he uh, approached me about being the owner of the studio. Oh, wow. He was kind of ready to step out and yeah. step away and, and spend more time with his family and his bi other businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, my husband and I just jumped right in and I, I, I just couldn't have imagined a, anybody else taking it over. Yeah, I had put so much time and love and care and energy into it. Cool. So and here I am. I now own Balance. Wow. I'm the studio director, and um, I have an amazing team of eight teachers that wow. help me every single day. They meet me halfway, and um, they all have an equal amount of training that I do. Everybody has a baseline of 200 hours. Okay. So that's like their the basic yoga teacher training. Yeah. And then a few of us, myself along with two other <clears> teachers, <throat> have um, – progressed into the advanced teacher training. So now three of us have a 500 hour certification, oh, wow. okay. which is, um, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more involved, just deeper into the, every aspect of the practice. And, um, I just knew that I needed more after my first training. This is such a deep well. Sure. And, um, with our community in Wichita Falls, there are still so many more, really everywhere. There's still so many more people not doing yoga than yeah. there are doing yoga. Right. So with our town being such a beginner population, I right. just felt like I needed to continue to learn. I needed to meet these people right where they are yeah. and um, be able to offer them a yoga practice from the ground up instead of just kind of walking in and saying, hey, this is a flow vinyasa yoga class do what you can, you know, it's okay if you don't get everything today. I would yeah. rather than start with a foundation of yoga, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I took a beginner specific training. Yeah. I took a restorative training. Um, I did a power yoga training, yep. just every little place in the middle. I, I filled in my knowledge gaps. That's awesome. So um, now myself and two other teachers have the 500 hour training, which is really exciting. We're so excited to offer that. So I, I've done yoga maybe two different times, mm -hmm. and, and, and the times that I've done it um, usually have been because of an, like an injury. Yeah. And so I, I got injured, and I just was like feeling really, really tight, and I've gone in there, and you know somehow magically um, my body starts to kind of like stretch out a little bit. Yeah. And 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 I'm probably one of the like least flexible people, mm -hmm. and so um, so I 
you know, I was like, man, you'd be great if we have Harson on and we talk about what would it look like, mm-hmm. um, you know, to have a conversation about yeah. how can we, you know, address the elephant, if you will, um, and, and get people to be proactive and get flexible mm-hmm. um, and know their body well as they age. And maybe that like, can help prevent something. Absolutely. So can you talk about a little bit about preventative maintenance and, yes. and things of that nature with yes, yoga? Absolutely. So first of all, just the the effect of the mind and body through a one hour yoga class is just tremendous. We are not only moving ourselves through a physical activity, which uh, helps pump blood to our hearts, helps to move lymph further throughout our bodies, helps to circulate our blood. Yeah. Um, we're also moving in pace of our breath, which when you sync the mind and the breath and the body together, we achieve a harmony which is different than any other form of exercise. Mm. So for specifically for seniors, we have a class called chair yoga. Okay. This is a very common um, we, I think there's a couple other places that offer it in Wichita Falls, but in, in the scheme of the yoga community, this is a common class, okay. chair yoga. So basically, this is a complete yoga class that's modified, done in the comfort of a chair. You can either be seated the entire class or sometimes with um, maybe a little bit of a more advanced population, they would just use the chair, holding their hands on the chair for balance. So okay. it can be used in so many different ways. But typically, um, we do the class seated in the chair. And you are able to achieve all of these different types of shapes with your body and these Mm. yoga poses without bearing weight on the hands Mm. and without constantly getting up and down off the ground, which is an obstacle, which is an obstacle and a challenge, especially for the elderly population. So we often incorporate either hand weights or resistance bands to give ourselves an upper body workout in the class. But these participants are incorporating every aspect of a yoga class, stretching, breathing, strength training, done in the comfort of a chair. Wow. So um, we have been doing chair yoga for about two and a half years now. It actually started as a group of ladies that approached us. They were a bridge group. Oh, really? Yes. And they wanted to... um, Where did they do bridge? no, Derek. I have no idea. I don't know I've where never, they did bridge. You know, my grandmother Just, does bridge. Yeah. I don't know if I, I know what bridge. Know. I don't know what bridge is. I have is. no idea how to play it. I, I know it's no a idea. card game. It's, yeah, I don't know. I've heard it's a card game. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Like, do they make bridges? You know, anyway. No okay. clue. Okay. No anyway, clue. I know it's common. Yeah. But yeah, they approached us and said, we heard about this chair yoga thing. We would love to do a group private with you. Cool. So we went for about a month with them coming twice a week doing a group private class. And then we just approached them and said, hey, would you guys be open to, you know, opening this up to more than just a group private? We would love to advertise this, get y'all's yeah. group to grow. And so now we've been doing Cherry for about two and a half years on three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at two o'clock. And we have about 10 to 15 consistent people that, uh, that come to the class every time. That's awesome. And um, throughout the years, we have just noticed that not only their posture is improving, yeah, tell me. So, I mean, whenever I think about uh, the elderly, so, yeah. so uh, my, my dad, uh, he, he passed away like three years ago. And right. so okay. um, he had this, um, you know, and I feel like I have this too. Like I have mm-hmm. a little bit of this posture, mm-hmm. you know, deal, yes. problem, whatever. But like, I can remember like just him like hunched over in such yeah. a way. And I'm trying to demonstrate just like, absolutely. Like this, horrible yeah, horrible posture hunch. this hunch and it was like almost seems to be suffocating 
um, you know, your lung, all these different it's things. It's a complete and so, epidemic, honestly. So, yeah. So, so how, how can you, what is, what are some examples of right. like, um, poses or moves mm-hmm. that you guys do to help right. that? So honestly, like I said, this is a, the shoulder hunch, the head forward posture mm-hmm. is a complete epidemic in our society. We not, you know, probably not for your dad. He didn't grow up looking at his phone. Right. But over the years as a society, we have started to gradually cave the shoulders forward, which mm. chronically lengthens the back of our body and shortens the front of our body. And over time, this can cause a shortening of the space of the breath, can cause a shortening of the spine. Yeah. Um. So simply, literally just sitting up straight. And so first of all, we have, you know, we have chairs with backs. Everybody right. just sits in a chair with the back all day long. Right. We no longer... Um, make an effort to sit up straight every day, you know, every moment of the day. So in, you know, one of the postures that we do in chair yoga, when we're seated, they're, they're kind of perched on the very edge of the chair so that they're not using the back of the chair. They're not seated and leaning back into the chair. So simply using the muscles along your spine to elongate the crown of your head to the Mm -hmm. ceiling is already more muscular engagement than we normally use. So yeah. literally sitting up straight is a, is a good place to start. Okay. Almost imagining that like there's a string attached to the crown of your head and it's pulling your skeleton up to the ceiling. Gotcha. So a couple other things that we do I think are, that's like, you know, just to interrupt, I mean like that's like super, one, I think of, um, you know, you have to be cognizant of that. You totally do. And, you know, I. You know, the times that I'm like, whenever I've done yoga a couple of different times, it's, it's, you know, there's that, that meditative like aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it seems to, and I think of this like a a lot of different things, Yeah. you know, um, but it's a, and it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it seems like, uh, it's a, it's a good example for like, or a good metaphor for a lot of things Mm -hmm. that to, to, what is your posture? What's your stance on you know, how you're treating people, what is, right. what is it? And, and, and it has to be, well, I need to be self-aware of yeah. how I'm doing this. How you present yourself. How you present yourself. But, you know, but not only, you know, you know, and so I think of it a lot of times in terms of behavioral, but, but also presently, you know, thinking how is my body like how looking, does your you know? body language. Yes. We've used that word for decades, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, we frequently talk about, there's a, a posture group that we in yoga we call heart openers heart basically openers, okay. basically it's a shoulder opener something okay. that lengthens lengthens the spine and draws your shoulders back and down okay it's another thing kind of like how i talked about the hunched forward our shoulders have have become forward on the front of our body their yes. shoulders are really supposed to be positioned on the back of our right. body so we do shoulder opening postures in yoga heart okay. opening the mechanical reason for this is to stimulate the muscles on the upper back to draw the shoulders down in place, mm. but also for, you know, emotional, social um, cues, we think about putting our best face forward, leading mm. with the heart. Mm. What is What does it say to you when you encounter somebody that is hunched, mm. you know, sure. closed off? Yeah. It, 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 it makes you think that the person may be depressed or closed off internally or not open to conversation. But when someone presents themselves with their shoulders back and down, lengthening up through their spine, 
um, almost a good sense of pride or confidence, just allowing yourself to be open as you move forward through your life. So, um, we practice that in yoga a lot. As you can maybe imagine, if you're listening, maybe trying this yourself right now, um, it sometimes is an obstacle to even join the hands together behind your back, you know? So we have various props that we use. We have straps, which are basically just, you know, long pieces of fabric that we use to join the hands together. And we incorporate these in lots of different classes um, to bind the hands together and roll the shoulders back Mm -hmm. and down. And um, all of these things help to develop more awareness of where our posture needs to be in terms of the shoulders, the neck, the head, and the spine. That's awesome. So all of those things help to improve posture. Sure. Okay. So I guess specifically within the, within the chair yoga yeah. realm, what are some, what are some movements if, if, you know, of course you can go to a class, mm-hmm. but maybe, I don't know, I, this is going to be kind of weird, but maybe, yeah. maybe could you walk me through a movement? I'm sitting on a couch here in Absolutely. this like little studio room. Mm-hmm. Could you walk me through a movement and I'm a put my headphones off, step cool. away and you just like, guide me and you tell me you tell the audience tell me what i'm supposed to be looking at and like how i'm performing the movement okay so sounds good let's do it so i'm going to walk you through a what's called a sun salutation and this is going to be a seated one okay and the purpose of the sun salutation is to basically open and close the body and by that i mean we are moving in opposition as we come down and move up and opening and closing the lungs, basically. So it works in pace of our breath. So I like this. Your hips and knees are pretty good even with each other, but we're working with what we have right now. But if we could, we would sit on something like a kitchen chair or something to okay. where our hips could be a little higher. Sure. So place your feet. Blur, yeah. You're okay. So place your feet about a hip distance apart right under your knees and sit up nice and tall. Lengthen the crown of the head up and roll your shoulders back and down. All right, so let's walk through this. We're going to inhale as we reach our arms over the head. Then as you exhale, I want you to lean forward and let your belly come down in between your thighs and reach for the floor. Just place your hands down on the sides of your feet or maybe in the middle of your feet. Can you let your head release down? Heavy. Good job. Now let's inhale, and we're just going to come up halfway. Place your hands in the center of your shins and reach the crown of your head forward to the top edge of the room. And then exhale, come back down. Let your belly release back down in between your thighs. Head is heavy. Your spine is lengthening. Now let's inhale. Come all the way back up this time. Reach your arms back up overhead. Stretch through your ribs. And then place your hands down together at your heart. Okay? Now let's do it one more time. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold forward, belly down to the thighs, hands to the ground, maybe your ankles if we can't reach. Inhale, lift up, reaching the crown of the head towards the top corner of the room. Exhale, come back down slowly, all the way down. Good job. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's great. So that is just one tiny little aspect of the class. So what would that be called? That I'm, is called a sun salutation. Okay. It seems like a, a kind of a common movement if I was standing Absolutely. Up and go down and try yeah. to, I mean, I don't, you don't, I guess you don't keep your legs completely straight, but you kind yeah. of bend them a little you bit. You bend them you, a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically a modified sun salutation yeah. seated. And we, in most yoga classes, we do sun salutations during the class and, and it's the same thing in chair. We 
just find a different way to do it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I guess I'm thinking, you know, if somebody's in a chair and mm -hmm. the elderly and, you know, I mean, like, I guess I think of this a lot and we kind of talked about this yeah. briefly before we hopped on, you know, I'm in conversations a ton where I see people um, after the fact something happens mm -hmm. and, you know, in my mind, I never really tell them this yeah. whenever I'm setting up service for somebody, mm -hmm. but I'm like, you know, I, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, golly, I wish if, if somebody was flexible and somebody could get off of, um, off of the seat appropriately, if they could squat appropriately coming up and coming down, you, your life has changed. Absolutely. And you stay strong and healthy for a really long time. Absolutely. I mean, getting up and down off the ground, not to mention a chair, right. standing up in a chair. I mean, it is these functional life skills mm. from day to day that we are really addressing in these yeah. yoga classes. And um, whenever, okay, so think about someone maybe they're bound to a wheelchair or maybe mm. they're just primarily sedentary during the day. Yeah. They're not using the muscle tone and functions of their legs. Yeah. So even even the simple act of scooting to the edge of the chair to where your feet feel heavier on the floor, mm. pressing your feet down into the floor, in yoga we call that grounding. Grounding. Which means you are almost harnessing that um, gravitational force of the earth okay. that pulls us down to it. Mm -hmm. And you're pressing your feet into the earth. And it even just the act of sitting in a chair and pressing your feet down builds muscle tone if you're not used to doing that ever at all. Sure. You know, so just the simple act of sitting at the edge of the chair, pushing your feet down. Um, when we get to maybe towards more the middle of the yoga class, they're actually doing standing poses seated in the chair. So we would turn sideways to where their legs can extend forward and back. Mm. And their one of their hips is on the chair. So okay. they still are basically seated. Right. But if they wanted to, they could shift off and be standing. You know, yeah. it's almost just like a little crutch there under sure. their hip. So these weight bearing activities help to build bone, yeah. preventing um Preventing osteoporosis, yeah. um, helping to strengthen the legs and the hips, yeah. the spine. It's it's I, you know I just think about this like so important. Uh, I, my mom, she's um, over the age of sixty now, and you know she started doing yoga like three or four years ago uh, in her so town. Exciting, and you know um, for for a person that um, you know really didn't exercise very much. Mm -hmm generally stayed health i mean looked healthy yeah uh, but kind of smoked a little bit or you know and then uh to stop and like realize you know and she's found a way that she likes and is doing something that she enjoys and so you know cool. every i think she does it two or three times a week um and, and and you know even whenever um we go visit her um she'll bring uh, my daughter in and then my daughter and her go do yoga together oh it's my like gosh. It's, it's how just old the is best. your daughter eight Eight. Yeah, she's that great. So it's so precious. Great. It's really great. So um, what are the things? I know that you also teach like a restorative yoga. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what that looks like and how also that can be beneficial. Okay, cool. Restorative yoga is probably, I would argue, it's our most important class on the schedule. Yeah. We have this once a week. It's on Sundays at 3 o'clock. Okay. And basically restorative, the yoga, think of yoga as an enormous tree, whereas... 
Every little branch is a different style or type of yoga. Like I said, it's such a deep well. Mm. Um, Many yoga classes aim to move you in pace of your breath, get you a little bit of a workout and increase your stamina. Restorative yoga is a more mindful meditative practice in which you are seeking stillness. Okay. So in a restorative class, 60 minutes long, however long it is, you might do a maximum of five or six poses. Mm. We aim to allow the body to passively release Mm. over props. We use as many yoga props as possible to make ourselves completely comfortable. Your goal is to support every joint in the body. Okay. So it's not, you're not seeking a stretching sensation. We actually tell people in class that whenever we get into a pose, we want to achieve something along a one to three sensation level on the scale of one to 10. Got it. So it's more about allowing your body to be in a still posture Mm. in a way that's opening and in a way that gravity can passively open your body. Yeah. So we get you into a restorative resting pose and we typically hold it for eight to 10 minutes. What's a restorative resting pose? What does that look like? So it could look anywhere. All, first of all, all these poses are down on the mat. Nothing is standing. Okay. So it could look anywhere from laying on your back with something elevating your spine to where your chest is open, your arms are open, Mm. and maybe your legs are out straight or the soles of the feet are together and the knees are open like a butterfly. That's called, um, we call that one queen's recliner. Okay. Um, what, What else could I describe? It could be a restorative twisting pose. Okay. Where you are stimulating the organs in your body to aid in digestion or mm. something like that. Many, many, um, there are dozens of poses yeah. that we can do in the class, but they all put the body into a position that is open yeah. and you are, you're seeking complete comfort. It's not a stretch that you hold for yeah. 10 minutes. It's a passive, relaxing um pose and the goal is to allow your body your nervous system to switch from fight or flight to Mm. rest and digest interesting which is where we do the true internal work of allowing our body to repair itself yeah so so have you found that um you know somebody with a maybe a specific you know maybe chronic disease Mm -hmm. or anything like that i'm just kind of thinking of like arthritis or something like that 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 you have found that this to be beneficial either either the chair yoga or restorative yoga have you had any examples like that yes absolutely you know first of all the if someone for instance if they have arthritis in their hands it's not going to be an option for them to bear weight on the hands on the mat sure but if they're doing a chair yoga class, they're still getting the entire benefits of the class, but maybe they're doing something as simple as opening and closing the hands, mm. you know, sure. opening and closing the hands. Or for instance, um, putting the fingers into a position that opens the carpal tunnel or something like yeah, that, good. Okay. you know? Um, and so when you combine the physical posture with the mind and breath sinking, mm. that is when our body is truly in a place of healing and harmony. Yeah. So it's, it's some of the things seem so simple, but then when you combine it with in pace of your breath, it truly brings you into the present moment and allows you to focus on just the healing in your body. And in restorative class, um, we've had many people that come to the class with an injury, some sort of injury. Maybe they have a um, bulging disc in their back, yeah. or maybe they've had shoulder surgery or something sure. like that. Yeah. We are always very, very conscious of tailoring the class to that specific student. So mm. maybe we'll come around and um, 
offer them a different uh, setup for their props or offer mm-hmm. them something specific that would allow them to be in the pose in a way that is beneficial for them because everybody's body is different. Everybody's totally. anatomy is different. Yeah. And everybody that walks in the room may bring something a little bit different for us to work with. Yeah. So um, restorative is accessible for anybody. And um, I always tell people that one is challenging only because you are in stillness and silence for the sure. entire hour. Oh, That's wow. the challenge in that class. Yeah. Um, so they, like the, the instructor is just, it, guiding them through it, but yep. but but uh, no one can talk or or what, what's that look like? We, so yeah, basically we talk you into the pose okay. and um, set you up, make sure everybody's comfortable, and then we give you you know six to eight minutes of stillness and silence. Yeah. Okay. The teacher may come around and offer adjustments, which basically means you know we always check in with each student and say are you okay with me adjusting you? Which may me may mean that we're putting our hands on them in some right. way, okay. maybe giving them a little bit of a massage along their back right. or uh, gently easing them deeper into the pose or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are open to it and some people it's not an option. Sure. So we always check in with each student and see what is accessible for them. Um, but yeah, we, we, leave space in that class for stillness and silence because gotcha. that is what we don't have a lot of in our everyday lives these yeah, days. Makes sense. So it's um, often a challenge to many people find that when they come into that meditative state, whether it's a restorative class in yeah. every pose or right. at the end of class in the relaxation that we call Shavasana, that that is exactly when their brains turn on and give them all of these um, informational signals. Maybe you're, to-do list rolls through your mind. Maybe you think, oh my God, I left the oven on or Mm. I left the garage door open or something like that. And um, that is just our subconscious minds fighting back from us trying to seek the stillness. So in my opinion, restorative is the most important class for our busy and fast-paced lives these days. Sure. So um, kind kind of, I guess a little bit in closing, but just kind of thinking through, you know, can anybody do yoga? You know, um, and you know, I guess that'd be my big question mm-hmm. is, is there a limit on yeah. somebody's, you know, if they're 80, you know, 89, 95 years old, yeah. um, you know, maybe wheelchair bound even, is there a limit to th- their body that to be, uh, still being able to move in, 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 in a yoga stance? I love this question. Um, in my opinion, yoga the yoga, the real yoga is being, is syncing your mind and body and breath together. Okay. So even if you are only able to sit at the edge of your chair, close your eyes and take three deep breaths, mm. you are doing yoga. Okay. When you focus on the breath, you are bringing your mind into the present moment. You're not able to think about what has happened in the past or maybe what will happen or will not happen in the future that we right. can't really control. Right. You are bringing your mind and body into the state of yoga, which is yoking the mind and the body together. So whether that is your yoga or whether you're doing a power class on your mat and you can stand and do push-ups and jump forward and back. And sweat and it's just, the yeah. same. It yeah. is the same. Okay. Because what you're seeking is the connection of the mind and the body. Good. And even if someone can do yoga, even if someone can only sit in the chair, breathe and move their arms around, mm-hmm. I mean, it truly 
it's it's better than not. Right. You know, it's sure. it's better than a place of it coming from a place where you're not doing anything like that. Yeah. So anybody can do yoga, but you have to reframe your idea of what yoga is. And um, you have to understand that yoga doesn't have to mean physical postures on the mat. That's awesome. So I, I'm just trying to, I was thinking of this like uh, quote, and I think it's um, uh, it's a law of motion, oh, right? Cool. So okay. Newton, New, maybe Newton's, Newton's first law of motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he'd always mention this uh, in, in terms of like, you know, one's kind of um, spiritual practice or whatever it may be. And I'm, a, I'm trying to like, pull it up, Google it so I don't mess up the quote. But the, mm-hmm. I think the idea is that Newton's first law of motion is, you know, that a body at rest will remain at rest mm-hmm. um, unless an outside force acts on it. And in, in a body that uh, uh, in motion will remain in motion. And right. so if you, so, so the, I guess the idea of like, if you are sedentary, you know, yeah. then you're, it's likely that you'll be stuck. Absolutely. And so, you know, just how, how, how true that probably is. I have never thought about that in terms of yoga, but it, right. it completely applies. That's I great. love that. That's great. Very well, cool. Carson, this has been great. Thank you so much. You, this has been awesome. Thanks for this opportunity. Man, I love your wisdom and like really like your heart behind of like taking care of people's mind and body. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's huge and it's really, really important. The yoga just works and I have just been so blessed to facilitate that for so many people. You know, it's it's my passion and I, um, I do think that anybody can do yoga and it just, ha- you just have to reframe your idea of where to start. Yeah and um where you want to go so. cool and then lastly uh if they want to find balance yeah. again you said parker square yep tell us we're, yep we're in parker square down from frank and joe's right cool. across from the bank building and we are open seven days a week we have classes monday through sunday we have a website you can visit us at balancewf.com cool. and we also have our own branded app called balance wf awesome so. Thanks, Carla. Thank Carson. You. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, listeners. Have a good day. I wish I found you. I wish I found you. I wish I found you. I wish I found you.